1: BlueNile.com
2: From Food Network, this is Cooked and Booked. The podcast where food and true crime get blitzed, blended, and baked into one deliciously dangerous dish. Truffles
3: are getting a bad name.
2: What you're most likely tasting is a chemical called 2,4- dithiapentane
3: Nana used to make that all the time when I was a kid. <laughs>
2: I'm Sunny Anderson, Food Network host and true crime aficionado, and I'm bringing you true stories of scams, heists, and criminal capers with a tasty twist. This week's show offers a distinct bite of crime, along with a unique, earthy aroma. It's time to talk about the dark side of the truffle world. And warning... In the second half of the show, we do discuss a violent death as well as harm to animals. Listener discretion is advised. Now, let's chew on this. Joining me is Dan Pelosi, aka Grossi Pelosi on Instagram. He's the self-described Italian meatball making meatballs. And he's the author of the New York Times best-selling cookbook, Let's Eat. Hey Dan.
3: Hey. Thanks for having me.
2: Tell me about your cookbook, Let's Eat. First of all, congratulations, New York Times bestseller. Hello.
3: Thank you. I'm just so excited. I'm so happy it's out in the world. You know how long it takes to write a cookbook, right? So this mm-hmm. is a big moment. Your lifetime, really. A lifetime, truly. And that and that is really the perfect setup for my book because it is a lifetime of cooking with my family, of cooking with my friends, and all of the recipes that my family cooked, that I've created— um, it feels somewhat autobiographical. It's also just really delicious. So hopefully you'll make something from it.
2: Well, I, I'm just so honored to have you here today. Thank you. I like the way already you describe food. Mm-hmm. So, Dan, I know Italian food is your thing. Yes. How do you feel about truffles?
3: Oh, you had to ask.
2: <laughs> so oh, listen. Wow.
3: I don't want to yuck anyone's yum because I love if you love a truffle, if you love a truffle, if you want to spray truffle oil all over your body, <laughs> I'm so happy for you. That is just not for me,
2: and that's okay. Oh, wow, at yeah. all?
3: No, Mm-mm.
2: no truffle mac, no truffle fries. Yeah.
3: You're not going to get the extra hundred dollars out of me. Sorry, <laughs> <It's> not
2: happening. <laughs> okay, well this is going to be interesting because I I think <laughs> knowing. What happens with truffles, you'll be Mm -hmm. very surprised by the end of this. Okay. You ready?
3: I'm so excited to learn how maybe I will love a truffle at the end of this.
2: Okay. So, you know, I'm I'm on Food Network, but even just casual viewers of cooking competition shows can tell you about a particular move a panicked contestant makes in the last minute that has judges yelling, Oh, no! Not the truffle oil. Oh, don't do it. (laughs) I see it on Chopped all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, why do they even have it in the pantry if it's going to make the judges upset, right? Get rid of it. Yeah, just get rid of it. Uh, But they can't (laughs) leave well enough alone, and they go looking for that one final fancy touch, these contestants. A few drops of the potent stuff, and poof, the dish suddenly tastes like regret in the mid-aughts. Am I right? You're right. So now, as flavor-packed as truffles can be, uh, there may not have even been any truffles in that oil at all.
3: Did you know that? That doesn't surprise me, but I did not know that. Like, I should have known that. I'm mad that I didn't realize that.
2: Well, it's the truffle oil that you can buy in your standard grocery store or even the stuff that's served in fancy restaurants. Most Mm -hmm. evidence says no truffles are in that oil, but it's not really truffles you're tasting. Uh, It's not breaking news here. We talk about that a lot on Food Network. Truffle oil doesn't literally have truffles in it. Uh, yeah. But did you know about this?
3: No, probably not. Let's see.
2: What you're most likely tasting is a chemical called 24 dithiopentane
3: Nana used to make that all the time when I was a kid. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's what they use instead of real truffles. It's a smell alike chemical that's derived mm. from... Dun-dun-dun! A petroleum base.
3: Ooh, this is getting really harrowing.
2: Okay, keep going. I know food is fuel, but... uh -uh. Not
3: not actual fuel.
2: (laughs) Hello. Now, okay... Companies figured this out a while ago, that they could take olive oil, fake the truffle scent, and add Mm. some old flavorless truffle bits floating around to make it look like the real deal. And voila, a fake, fancified, fragrant alternative. That fragrance that you said you didn't like at the beginning of this, so now you know why. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. It's
2: quite possibly not really truffles. Oh, gosh.
3: Yeah. It's bad it makes me so upset because I don't like real truffles and now they're making fake truffles, so I can like <laughs> dislike those. You know what I mean? It's like you know what's girls. interesting
2: is I don't I don't like licorice, but I love fennel, which is the yes. actual natural licorice flavors. It, so exactly. when they try to yeah. They There's go too
3: hard. It's the sort of like Epcot Center version of... Like, when you go to Epcot Center, they have like 20 countries, and it's like a little building, and they try and yeah. express the whole country in a building, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of the nuances of an entire country when you're really there. So the the truffle is, an, is a whole real damn country that you can explore. Truffle oil is like one building trying to be a whole country. Oh, yeah.
2: In this chefy speak, let's talk about another chef, okay? Daniel Patterson, he's a restaurateur. He's really big in the Uh California cuisine scene.
3: Uh And he wrote about
2: this whole truffle debacle in the New York Times back in 2007. Now, at that time, he had a bit of a confession. Even he went all in on truffle oil and served it in his restaurants, recommended it in one of his cookbooks, even. And Dan, we've both written cookbooks. You put a lot of thought about what ingredients go in there right tons. tons yeah I mean it's gonna be out there forever so we we, we want to triple and double check and make sure that we love every single you, ingredient I put liquid smoke in mine and I'm okay wow. with it that's
3: good mm-hmm. that's because it's your book and you should be that's right you better be that's you're right you're gonna have to live and die by that book
2: that's right mm-hmm. you, I'll stand retest... behind that liquid smoke
3: Yes. Right? Or it does you can stand amidst it too because it's <laughs> sort of fragrant
2: how dare you <laughs> <laughs> All right, but listen, uh, when when you have a closer look at the numbers, this chef, when he was paying attention to everything, when, when he was talking to the New York Times, oh, he, he he's found some things. The price of truffles themselves went up and down like the stock market, right? But mm-hmm. the price of the truffle oil stayed the same.
3: Interesting. Hmm. Different girls. Okay. Yeah.
2: So he was paying sixty dollars an ounce for truffles, but the oil only cost him a dollar per ounce. Okay. and to keep the fragrant theme going, some don't smell right. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad you like my dad jokes. As a woman that will never have kids, okay, I <laughs> love it.
3: I, I'm a man that will never have kids, so I you could appreciate have some kids,
2: but I don't want them. You can have well, all people the kids call you me want. daddy,
3: but that's a different story.
2: Ew. Okay. <laughs> all right, so Patterson asked some of these truffle companies for clarification on exactly how they were making their truffle oils, and their answers were illuminating. Mm. Someone from Sabatino Tartuffe said, Their oil is made from dried truffles and other ingredients similar to truffles.
1: Mm. hmm
3: Mm. Okay. A <laughs> totally. spokesperson
2: for another company, Urbani Tartufi, said that the essence they use in their oil is something from the truffle that is not the truffle.
3: Wow. It's
2: a brain teaser.
3: Yeah. That's a real distraction, huh? <laughs>
2: yeah. I don't even—that's like, what?
3: Oh, baby, nothing but truffle, am I right?
2: <laughs> Hello. You're uh, a whole lot of truffle out there.
3: Exactly. Okay, <laughs>
2: plus these other chefs, they've pointed out that people now think actual truffles taste like the fake stuff since the fake stuff was just flooding Oof, the market so crazy. So yeah,
3: and that's the thing. Mm-hmm.
2: So if you got a chance to taste the real deal, would you even know it or like yeah. it? Yeah. Right I'm yep. I'm telling you it's a vicious cycle. Uh the demand for the fake stuff would only drive the production of it mm-hmm. even more, right when you mm-hmm. think about it. People just want mm-hmm. the fake flavor because they've been taught this is good. It's yeah. it's, it's kind of like my childhood like there's some things that were fake that were delicious like the the box of mac and cheese. It's yeah. not real but it's no. real to me.
3: Yeah. Exactly. Or right? like uh what's the the Gatorade? I like like that red Gatorade.
2: Oh, it's po- delicious! Like, you don't even you know have to so the flavors. Just call it yeah. red. Red, yeah, the it, red it, energy it, drink. Yeah, red. I like, like red and blue. That's
3: that's what red tastes like.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> red has a flavor. <laughs> People don't understand that. Red has a flavor. Yeah. Oh, okay? this is
3: a. I mean, this is a whole. Well, this is this is its own podcast. Like, oof, this is genius. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so sad now because. You know, that bite of mac and cheese I had at that restaurant that had truffle oil in it that made me not happy Mm -hmm. isn't even like truffles are getting a bad name.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's probably why you don't like it. You were yeah. the bad stuff. The Matter bad of fact, um, this chef, Patterson, he talked to other uh, chefs at these fancy hoity toity restaurants, and mm-hmm. one of them describes uh, how he does, in fact, use real truffles in one of his dishes, but uh-huh. he's realized that he had to add a couple of drops of truffle oil. Otherwise, customers will complain that what they were paying for, you know, the truffles, didn't actually yeah. taste truffly enough.
3: Oh, gosh. Yeah.
2: Now, Jonathan Gold, yeah. he was an iconic L.A. food critic. Uh-huh. He actually blamed the American palate, which, look, look, it's, it's, okay. it's not like our taste is unrefined, but we <laughs> like our big flavors, right? He told the New York Times, people expect the slap in the face of truffle oil.
3: Absolutely. This is why I tell people, my book is not um, Italian recipes. It's Italian-American recipes, which is a different thing, you know? I'm fully, I mean, I'm like third-generation Italian-American, like, baby. Like, we're putting cheese on cheese, you know? Hello. (laughs)
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now this truffle oil brouhaha was mm-hmm. all about fifteen to like twenty years ago, but it does feel like the culinary scene has kind of moved on a little bit. Uh, but it's still wild that this was just a giant con we all kind of accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, we know it's fake, but we still love our petroleum scented fries. You know, yes, douse it, please. please. Please, please. Um, (laughs) And as recently as 2017, there were four separate class action lawsuits filed against companies selling truffle-flavored oil. (gasps) Those cases ended up getting dismissed, which, you know, they did, uh, because food products actually do have some leeway when they claim to have a certain flavor, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's not like any of these companies really got in trouble because they know what to do, you know, to let you know that it's Mm -hmm. not authentical, if you will. Um, (laughs) Like, no one expects Great bubble gum to actually have real grapes in it right oh yeah no that's true yeah but truffle oil it, it's more of a gray area it's the one of those things where you you really got to read yeah. the fine print on your food labels and, and yeah. figure out you know what's going on here
3: this is fascinating i'm obsessed with this whole conversation
2: it's so crazy because
3: it's crazy you know
2: you go out for a fancy meal never thinking yeah. that the most expensive thing on the menu is actually yeah. a fake you know
3: yeah and yeah. your
2: truffle oil could indeed have real truffles in it, but the scent and flavor is coming courtesy of that chemical I do not want to yeah. pronounce again
3: c b no, two no that's two four no. di- Sorry.
2: whatever. two four dieethopentane. All right. So look, the oil was just the appetizer, Dan. Can you believe it? because uh, the entree, pure Oof. truffle fraud goes much deeper and gets much darker. We'll chew on that next?
1: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: For this part of the story, we got to go to Italy, specifically <gasps> the Piedmont region. This is in the northwestern part of the country, yeah. 400 miles from Rome. You have been there, Dan?
3: I lived in Rome.
2: (gasps) Excuse me.
3: Yes, thank you.
2: Tell me everything, but Um, like, make it quick. (laughs)
3: <laughs> I mean, I instead of a semester abroad, my school had a year abroad where they have, like, a palazzo where they sent, like, 20 kids for a full year, and we did an independent study. So I just got to make—I went to art school, so I just got to make art and, like, draw and walk around Rome. But really what I did was I went to the Campo di Fiori, and I just bought a ton of vegetables every morning and would cook for all 20 students every day. And I think it was, like, basically cooking school for a whole year. So that was me living in Rome when I was, like, 21. It was genius. It was so beautiful.
2: Oh, God. Name check the school so everyone can try to enroll.
3: It's called the Rhode Island School of Design, also known as
2: RISD. RISD, honey. RISD, RISD. RISD, baby. That's awesome. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was so fun. Well, I've only been to—I've been to Milan— Okay. And then when we were in the military, my uncle uh, was in Vicenza in North Italy, so really mm-hmm. close to this Piedmont region yeah. um, where the truffle lovers go in search of Piedmont white truffles. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this is the king of the truffles, if you don't know. Top of the line, exclusive and elusive. They're also called Alba truffles because Alba's a town in that okay. region as well. Have you ever, ever had such a exclusive elusive truffle? no.
3: <laughs> Sorry, I don't. I don't
2: want. I, to. I don't even know if I have now that we talk about it. But it, it so gets the, darker. So the
3: white, the white truffle is the king of the truffles.
2: It is the king. Yeah. All
3: right. Yeah, okay. and I've
2: heard this so many places, including Jeffrey Zakarian, who is a host on Food Network. He talks oh, yeah. about it a lot. So okay. Yeah, it is the king of the truffles. Great. Um, So this is like a luxury food item everyone knows about. Other kinds of black truffles can be carefully cultivated with fungal spores, uh, but white truffles are only found in the wild. So you can kind of make a black truffle, but the white truffles, nah, you got to go find those.
3: So someone could have, like, peed on it or something, because it's out in, like, the woods.
2: Must we go there, Dan? Wow. Sorry,
3: I'm sorry. I just don't, like, that freaks me out. I don't like foraging in the wild. Like, you don't know if someone spit on it. Like, I don't know.
2: You don't like foraging? Listen, the animal <laughs> control guy in my area, his name is Robbie. I'm shouting him out. And my girl, the Black Robbie. Forager, on Instagram. Foraging oh, okay. is the best. It's medicinal, but it's also, it's Mother Nature. And a lot of times, mushrooms, they grow on, like, uh, decaying trees that are old. And so you might as well, at the end of their lifespan, get the Mother Nature goodness from them. So many things grow in my forest. You've got to come foraging with me. And, and Okay, my let's property.
3: cut everything I said about foraging, then.
2: So much fun (laughs) that we're leaving it in. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, canceled. All right. So in 2007, a casino mogul um, from Macau paid (sighs) $330,000. for a 3.3 pound white truffle. So that's kind of letting you know how truly king of the truffles the white truffle is. You know, some of us out here just trying to scrape together a down payment for like a house. I
3: was just thinking, like save the children. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know,
2: we want to put our kids through RISD. You know what I'm saying? It's not (laughs) cheap. I just paid off
3: my student loans. I'm 41. Like, you know what I mean? Hello. And this guy is
2: like, no, I'm just gonna buy a mushroom instead. What a life, right? (sighs) Um, so in 2019, legit white truffles were selling for little over a thousand dollars a pound. All right. Okay. Okay. But you know, there's that whole supply and demand thing. So supply issues can drive up the price. And in yep. 2021, they were selling for four times that amount. We're oh, talking four to five thousand dollars per pound. Now keep in that's mind crazy. Mm-hmm, they only grow from around September through December. And once oh. they're harvested, They start to lose that signature truffle Mm -hmm. scent after just a few days, like four, five days max. So, pro tip (laughs) pay attention. If you're ever being offered white truffles in July, uh, no, you're not.
3: No, you're not. No, you're not. Absolutely not. Yeah. Uh -uh. Christmas in July, yes. White truffles in July, no. There you
2: go. Talk about it. Okay. Now, needless to say, people are going to some pretty extreme lengths to get the real deal. And as we've learned on this uh, Cooked and Booked show, if you Mm -hmm. can't get it the legal way, someone's gonna find a workaround. Let's talk (laughs) about the workaround, okay, Dan? Let's do it. Uh, Now, there's a writer named Ryan Jacobs who wrote an entire book about this in 2019. If you want to do some background as you're listening. Yeah. It's called The Truffle Underground. He follows this investigator in Osti, another town in this Piedmont region of Italy. And after months of investigations, this officer estimates that 75% of white truffles moving through the market in Osti, the middle of truffle country, are fake. Unreal. 75%. Yeah. That's crazy. Now, the fakes, they may look like truffles, but they're not the super special Piedmont or Alba White truffles, that king of the truffle. They're coming Mm. from other regions of Italy or even Croatia.
3: (gasps) The fake Italy, famously. Uh. (laughs)
2: <laughs> so, it's adjacent. What are you talking about? It's right there. It's no, the No,
3: I know, but but Croatia is used as a substitute for Italy and like, so many movies, and people go there because, to, because they want to go to Italy, but Croatia's cheaper. Like, it's been... Like, I love Croatia as its own girl. I'm just saying, famously, it's like a substitute for Italy, so I'm not surprised.
2: Well, part of the big issue with that is, is like, there's no paper trail. People who sell truffles in Italy are supposed to have a tag saying where their truffles came from. But take a guess who prepares the paperwork. The sellers of the actual truffles yeah, are the ones that are putting the stamps on them. Yeah, uh, There's also the truffles themselves. There's no labels, right? There's no special packaging. They're carried around in plastic bags and paper towels. And, and I've heard, don't put them in the rice. Like people do, but I've heard it's oh. not like the greatest thing to do with your truffles. So I'm just saying what I've heard. Okay. You, you do what you Hot want tip. with your truffles. If yeah. you're that rich to have them, you do what you like. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So, there's no official governing body of truffles in Italy. And unless you've got one of the best noses in the world, you can't really tell exactly what kind of truffle it is unless you've got a microscope and probably a chemistry background in food science. Yep. Because,
3: yep. yeah.
2: Yeah. Plus, because of all that wonky paperwork, there's a lot of tax fraud committed. Oh Basically, boy. all the time around truffles, there's a little bit of this fraud and tax thing going on because yeah. everything is so unregulated. It's easy to fudge the numbers. And there's a ton of theft or attempted theft. And this business is ah. happening deep in the woods, often at night. Oof. In that book, The Truffle Underground, the author talks about an incident that led to a death. no. In 2010, a farmer named Laurent Rumbeau spotted someone with a dog moving around under the trees of his truffle patch. Uh-oh. This was in southern France. hmm Another spot for high-end truffles. Watch out. Yeah, it's not feeling good, right? So he later said he thought that the man was armed. So you know what comes next? He okay. fired his hunting rifle twice at this guy, Ooh. hitting the supposed intruder no. who died shortly thereafter. His name was no. Ernest Pardue,
3: yeah, he thought he, he was thought armed. the guy
2: was armed. Well, it turned out that the guy actually yeah. did have a a weapon, if you want to call it that it was a trowel, which is used for digging up truffles, yeah.
3: Yeah, of course it was. Yeah, probably can't even couldn't even hurt a hurt a person. Um, but what did he think he had a gun because he was going to shoot Truffle? Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, what could, people are... Oof, this makes up blood boil. But yeah. Can, can
2: you believe that when Rambo was actually charged in this, the, the local prosecutor actually filed the case, that like 250 people, mostly farmers, actually marched mm. in support of him? The shooter.
3: Yeah. I mean, they're... They're protecting their land or they're protecting their business, but you know, to lose sight of human life over that is just tragic.
2: There could have been a better way, right? Just a warning shot into the sky, you know?
3: Yeah, or just like a conversation. Oh God. You're so (laughs) passive.
2: (laughs) A conversation. I'm a pacifist.
3: See, this is me. I'm like, hi. Why are you here? Where, what, like, tell me from birth, like, what brought you to this moment where you are trying to steal something from me? Let's talk about it. Let's work through your trauma. I think there's, there's hopefully a better way.
2: Yeah, there's got to be a better way. Um, I hope so, so in 2015, even though the farmers were for him, Rambo was found guilty of manslaughter and sentenced to eight years in prison. That's mm-hmm. wow. Um, all right, so I know that's a heavy one, and there's another aspect to this that gets uh, seriously sad. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. okay, sure. All right, so listen, if you don't want to hear about harm to animals, skip ahead three minutes. All right, so there's the classic image of pigs hunting for truffles, right? We we all know that, uh, but today the farmers mostly use dogs. They're less likely to eat the truffles because you know pigs are hungry. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's no surprise that a good <laughs> truffle hunting dog will go for a lot of money. They're, you know, yeah. just like any kind of good hunting dog. They're expensive. They're well-trained. They know what they're doing. Yeah, they're so they experts. go between like 2,000 and 5,000 euros, which one-to-one to the American dollar. So about two to $5,000. Um, and it's not unheard of for truffle farmers to go to extremes, like to eliminate the other competition,
1: mm-hmm. if
2: you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. I'm saying what you think I'm saying, which is uh, extremely. Uh,
3: yeah, horrible.
2: Scrupulous truffle farmers have planted traps, oh. poisoned meatballs, and put oh. drops of pest control chemicals in rival dogs' drinking water. No.
3: Yeah. That's so sad.
2: Yeah. So there was a vet in Alba in, uh, in Italy. Uh, that said, uh-huh. he sees three to four poisoned dogs per week during truffle season. Per week, yeah. Or some dogs just go missing.
3: It's horrible. There'll
2: be like ads in the newspaper, you know, the the post signs up and everything.
3: <sighs> yes, yeah,
2: stolen hunting dogs all over.
3: You said you were going to make me sad, and you mm. did it. Are you okay? This is ho- this. No, I'm fine. I just like you know, it's sad. It's like. It just blows my mind over. I get that farmers need to farm to make a living, but it's just money sort of rules corrupts. everything. It corrupts it's all. Crazy. Like, yeah,
2: I have five rescue dogs and three oh, rescue an cats, angel. about to get one more cat. Thank God wow. I have a man. People start calling me the cat lady. But yeah. every yes. single one of my rescue dogs has such a tragic story yeah, of, of humans course. just not getting it. Yeah. And so, for the humans out there that get it, whether you can rescue or not, but you just get it, so thankful yeah. for you. Because there's, there's actually yeah. more of us than the people that would poison meatballs over yeah. a truffle. Oh, there so are more ma- so good more. people. Yeah,
3: You can also go volunteer. If you can't take on the responsibility of a pet, you can go volunteer and spend time with them and help them sort of get better. Or, you know, it's just, yeah.
2: Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. 100%. So, tons of dog love right now as we hear about these tragic moments uh, going down yeah. over just simply truffles. So, here we are. This is an industry where you just start looking into things, and it gets, it gets real. And looking ahead, I don't have a truffle crystal ball, uh, but as long mm-hmm. as there's a limited supply and high demand, I think truffle fraudsters are going to fraud. Fraudsters going to fraud, yeah. honey. Scammers going to scam. Absolutely. Oh, and there's one more thing. Uh, Super sad, spoiler alert. But not really for you, because you don't care, because you don't like truffles. Oh, yeah. But for anyone that does, this is why you need to pay attention to climate change, because it's coming for the truffles. Yeah. You know, um, all these hot and dry, extended summers that we've been having here and they've been having in Europe, truffles don't like that. They sure don't. Don't like that. Truffles need a period of pretty cool weather, and a lot of moisture to really thrive. After all, they're mushrooms, right? So they need that dark, dense wood, moisture on the ground. You know, with climate change, truffle harvests were down, actually, in 2022. And there's a study out that says, basically, things are not likely improving on the truffle front anytime soon.
3: I have to say, I may not love a truffle, but I do care a lot about climate change. And so it is it's sad that it's affecting something that people it's affecting everything we love. Wild. We're learning so much on this episode. And look at uh, us
2: teaching. I look really at us. I really am.
3: And we're going through it. it's it's an emotional journey as well. Oh.
2: I think it's not only is it an emotional journey, but I think anyone that truly loves truffles, you know, this is another reason to care about climate change if you're really into it. Supply and demand is going to make those things skyrocket.
3: I have to tell you, the next time I express when someone asks me if I want something with truffles and I say, I'm so sorry, I don't love truffles, and they sort of look at me like, how could you not love a truffle? I have a, a whole hour of things to tell them before we order so, thank you. <laughs>
2: they, they, they are going to love your tidbits of information. Yeah. Guess what, though? But listen, this gets crazier, because uh, fancy mushrooms oh, are the least of our worries, honey. The author <gasps> of this scientific study told <sighs> Wired magazine that in terms of climate change, truffles, quote, represent sort of what we take for granted. Absolutely. Basically there's a bunch of stuff in our lives we think is always going to be there, but the truth is, it's probably not.
3: Look at the tomato harvest this summer, right? Like it was horrible because we had so much rain and we couldn't get tomatoes. Talk so to it's me, like honey. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, my my tomatoes were trash
3: this year. Yeah. If you were a home gardener, even even you know, huge tomato farms, it's a tough tough season and you know, all that rain is happening for a reason, so it's just something to think about, you know.
2: Well, we'll take it with all this chat about the climate change, right? I mean, if you take nothing mm-hmm. else away from this uh, Cooked in book, remember that we've got to protect the earth for truffles mm-hmm. and for everything else, too, right?
3: Absolutely, for sure.
2: Um, you know, so the, the there's an author out there of The Truffle Underground. Remember I told, told you about that book? Yeah. Um, says Mm -hmm. even if you're in a really nice restaurant and you're paying $200 for a truffle add-on, make sure you read the menu carefully Mm -hmm. and don't be afraid to ask questions. Good chefs are going to work hard to get their ingredients from a trusted source. But my question to you, Dan, is how do you ask the server or the chef when you're at a fancy hoity-toity restaurant, are the truffles for real or sourced properly? Like, how would you suggest, what would you do?
3: I mean, I think that you—I think that people love when you can kind of express an authentic interest and knowledge in something— um, so I think if you if you really truly know what you're looking for and you ask for some sort of like assuming best intent, sort of like where are your truffles from? Or like tell me more about the truffles, like open the door with like a loving like hello instead of being like, So are these truffles, you know, fake or tell me, you know, how are how do I know they're real? Like I think if you assume best intent and sort of ask it in that way, that feels like the way to do it. Um, to sort of like to open the door to them telling you how beautiful what they've created is, assuming it is beautiful. But I have an easier way tell. Don't order the truffles. Oh my
2: God, I knew it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sorry. Dan. No, I mean, listen, I get it. It's the same thing with the Wagyu beef thing, you know? It's like, how yeah, do we know? Yeah. So you have to find a really cool way to ask. And I actually like what yeah. you said, which is being more in tune with the excitement of the ingredient rather than yeah. the, 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 the action of the, yeah. figuring out if it's real or not. Yeah, Dan, Dan, Dan.
3: Sorry, am I the wrong person or the right person to be your guest on this podcast? We'll never know.
2: You are the you right know? person. You are always Was the I? right person, Dan. Yeah. All right? hundred <laughs> percent. Dan, um, <laughs> if our listeners want the trusted source in comedy and Italian food, where can they find you?
3: <laughs> thank you. Uh, you can find me on the internet on all platforms at Pelosi. Um, I love to hang out with you on Instagram and all the other things. I also have a website which has so many recipes and so many other fun items on it. It's dampelosi.com And you can find my first cookbook, which came out this fall, and hit the New York Times bestseller list, which I will brag about, thank you, at Any place that books are sold.
2: Thank you so much for hanging out with me today, Dan. Thank
3: you. Uh,
2: Stick with us throughout the season for more tales of bad eggs, fishy scams, and culinary capers. I'm Sunny Anderson, and this is Cooked and Booked. (laughs) Cooked and Booked is produced by Paradiso Media for Food Network. You can follow our show wherever you get your podcasts, and we'd love it if you could take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Let's finish this dish. In 2015, Laurent Rumbeau was convicted of manslaughter. He was sentenced to eight years in prison.